Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Leaves change color in the fall. Welcome to the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact Off. It's the Fact Off. Yeah, it's the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random next year fact and you, the listener, can decide who the winner is. I'm Alex, and it's with me as always is Mike. Hey, what's up? And uh, we might have a special guest tonight. Yep. Not with me as always is Pat. <laughs> That's true. I can no longer be introduced as with me as always. I will forever be the second co-host. Yep. Mike beat you out. Uh, I, can I apologize to the fans real quick? No. Okay. <laughs> I got I got feedback from the fans that said, please don't let Pat back on. You guys were so good without him. We were missing the jolly. Uh, we, we missed the jolly a little bit. I do giggle a lot. I noticed that I just <laughs> fill the void with a little heavy breathing. But I do, <laughs> we make one promise to the fans and the listeners, and that Mike's folks, or Mike's facts will smack y'all. <laughs> but don't worry, because... Pat's got your back, y'all. And last week, I did not have your back, and I apologize to all the people nope. listening at home. There was so many people let down. So people many just calls got smacked. And <laughs> Mike was emails. smacking And yeah. people were like, no one had my back this week. I was all alone. Yeah, there's nobody to defend the fans from my SmackDown. It's yep. true. Mike kicked ass last week. Did he? Because I'm pretty sure a poll showed that Pat's Spectacular beat Mike's Fast Facts. Yeah, well, that no, that's me. People just want me back. That's all that vote mat- mattered. Yeah, they saw the word Pat, and they're like, I gotta like that. Quick, quick, quick. Did you know all our listeners have a little picture of me, and they lay in bed like Wolverine, and they just <laughs> touch the picture of my face? Yep. We do. We do know that. But I was it's not a, here last week. It's a meme week. for people who don't, yeah. don't well, they know. They have to. Come on. If you don't know the Wolverine looking at the picture meme. Don't listen to yeah, our we don't, show. We don't want you to listen. Yeah, just yeah. stop listening right now. Uh, drive your car into a ditch. Oh, guys, I just, I'm just i looking at our listener count, and it just went to zero. Damn it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't co-sign this. If you don't know what it is, you can still listen. Yeah, but they already hung up. They're already in a ditch. They're already in a ditch. Okay, well, we'll be recording this pretty quick after our last episode, so... There's no winner from last week. Me and Mike tied. People couldn't get their votes in in time, so. I voted. As an honest listener, I voted for Mike's fact. Well, yeah, and if listeners at home don't know, I'm going to Vegas. What? They don't. They shouldn't know. Yeah. That'd be weird if they did. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them know. That, did we not bring, bring it up last week? No, I don't we remember. talked about it beforehand and after. Uh, that's why <laughs> I knew I was it was or something. It was off the podcast. Uh, so does Mike, that mean there's uh, no victory fact this week? No, the victory fact is Mike's going to Vegas. That is a good victory fact. He already stuck with all the strip clubs he's going to. I'm I'm trying to like force enthusiasm because I'm not excited about this trip at all. It's a work trip, and I don't really care about Vegas. But, yeah, but I'm Vegas. going. It's gonna be free. A free experience. Yeah, so I'm excited. Bright lights, good people watching, buffets, shows. Yeah, I might just rent a little scooter and roll around and people watch. 
That sounds awesome. Nice. That doesn't sound bad at all. So, since we have no victory fact, well, Mike's here on the Vegas fact, it's time for Pat's fact, fact, factacular. Pat's fact, 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 factacular. Fact, 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 factacular. All right, so I have five facts for my weekly fact calendar. I know you all missed it last week. You only heard two of my... Wait, did you hear two or three of my facts? Three, and Mike gave three, so... Technically, they got more facts than normal. No, but they only got three of my facts. They got Mike's facts, but they really wanted my facts. If they're not from the calendar, I bet everyone just turned their volume down just a little so they could not hear it. No, I, I still think my fast facts were more like thought-provoking. Like A lot of people were just really scratching their noggin when they were hearing them. <laughs> I got the funniest text back because uh, I texted Alex a picture of the facts, and I said, they're really good this week, and he just said back, Sure. <laughs> uh, that's my response as well <laughs> alright so this one's really good um, did you know Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the first show to use the word Google as a verb really not the Google Experience show on NBC yes <laughs> this is where they talk about googling things uh, isn't, didn't people say they're all googly eyed no, but like I think like using Google as a verb, like, hey, Google this. Yeah, googly eyed isn't a verb. It's an adjective. Hey, googly oh, my good. eyes. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, you're right. I wasn't uh, grammarifying that correctly. I yeah. read this t- not more than 10 minutes ago, and it blew my mind then, and it blows my mind now. Did you know that sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins can? Prove it. I don't find a sloth and find a dolphin. We'll see which one survives longer. I can get us a dolphin. You hold a dolphin on land. I'll hold a sloth underwater. We'll see which one dies first. (laughs) It's the only fair way to do it. Uh, Wait, uh, dolphins (laughs) would be fine. (laughs) They breathe oxygen. They don't breathe underwater. Oh, well then. No, they're not going to. They're not going to. A dolphin's not going to drown for bead on land. What, won't they die if they're not in the water? Yeah, uh, whales, yeah. beach whales, eventually, they die. Yeah, eventually they'll die from not being in the water, but they, they breathe the air. Oh. Well, then I guess the sloth will die. <laughs> well, there's only and one way to find out. I got another call now to re-update the, uh, the fast facts, so we should put that out to the listeners if they want to hear more fast facts in the new year. Somebody uh, at home needs to buy Pat a calendar because his wife is tired of buying these. Yes. Yeah, she bought me like eight of last year. So they're all the same facts. <laughs> She's just tired of buying them. Did you know that Salmon P. Chase was the first face on the dollar bill? Who? Salmon P. Chase. I, I say by my up. who. I, I don't know who that that's is. one of those facts that like actually needs some additional input because nobody <laughs> yeah. knows who the hell salmon p chase is i don't know i didn't look it up i did, don't right. know who salmon p Folks chase at is. home might have some googling to do oh <gasps> wait you brought that back what a callback but you better hurry don't want to be like a sloth and hold your breath let's no, right. go with the next set come on <laughs> the world's tired. largest waterfall is underwater at the denmark strait explain the world's largest waterfall is underwater at the Denmark Strait. Doesn't make sense. It's underwater at the it's Denmark still, Strait. <laughs> I guess it's still falling, and it's water. So I have to look this up. I don't believe this. I had the best fact ever. I would ask you to Google that, but we can't have two callbacks in one. Show. We can't. Yeah, exactly. Stop googling. All right. Before toilet paper was invented, 
American used to use corn cobs. Yep. Nothing feels better <laughs> on your butt than a corn cob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> were, were they corn cobs that people had already like ate all the corn off of and just used the, the husks? Or were they like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Carry I, on. <laughs> I think the husks could be usable. Even back then, we had too much corn. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know what to do with this corn. corn. It's just like, what do we do with all this corn? I wipe my butt with this corn. I'm surprised no one brought that out during the great toilet paper shortage of 2021. Yeah. What are you talking about? Mike wouldn't stop talking about it. He made a whole video. He was like, it's corn. I wipe my butt. Yeah, that's where the trend came from. Did exactly. Everybody know? Well, there you have it. What's that? Uh, right in history. Let's let's go back to uh, Mike. What was the worst fact of the week, Alex? What was the best fact of the week? Best fact was the corn fact. <laughs> yeah, that's like the best fact you've ever brought. Any, any facts with butts, I'm in. <laughs> You're gonna love my fact this week. Uh, the worst fact was the underwater waterfall because yeah. uh, nobody cares. Yeah, that reminds because it came like I don't know how that's true. Also, wait, you guys like that less than salmon pee chase? Because that intrigues me. Because it sounds like a super fake name. <laughs> yeah, it's like a guy made his own money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He opened exactly. up Chase Bank. Okay, so You since... know what would be interesting? If that's actually uh, a fact. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on this show, we like to just make up facts and hope that some of them are true. If, if <laughs> he was... indeed he is the founder of Chase Bank, I am going to bring this into next week's episode. Damn, that yes, was going to be my I... fact. That's just like an off, off. What uh, if he is the person who found salmon for the first time and they named it after him? What if he was the first person to pee? This is the greatest person who ever existed. This this is literally going downhill uh, faster than we could. uh... Well, you started recording 15 minutes later than normal. I'm tired. So can I go first since uh, I wasn't here last week? Yeah, I want to go second. My fact is kind of depressing. So go. Mike, is that okay with you? I don't want to just jump in on you. Yeah, mine's depressing too, so we'll just end with two depressing facts. <laughs> is yours uplifting, Pat? Uh, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine is more in the, the spirit of the season. You know what spirit it is, what season it is, right? Yep. Halloween season. Oh, I thought it was back Christmas. I was trying to find something spooky, and I'm sure this is something that you've heard of before. But I wanted to give it the old fact-off college try. Yeah. And have either of you ever heard of the Queen Mary? Yeah. A boat? It's a boat. You know anything else about the boat? I know it's named after Queen Mary. That's true. Mike, have you ever heard of the Queen Mary? I've heard of Queen Mary. But not as a boat. Okay. (laughs) So, the Queen Mary is a boat. It's a very large boat. Much larger than the Titanic, for perspective. Titanic, a boat that none of us have ever seen in person, but we all know that if it's bigger than the Titanic, it's a very big boat. The Titanic is relatively small nowadays. Yeah. Oh, wait. So I have heard this. Yeah, the Queen Mary is like the the Titanic. Yeah. That's the boat that ate the Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, it opened up and swallowed (laughs) it. No, I was just giving you a comparison. It has nothing to do with the Titanic, Uh, but it was... Made like 30 years after the Did Titanic. Did it make so more it money than the movie Titanic? Larger. Probably not the movie. The movie <laughs> made $2 billion. Probably now, the ca- comic book, maybe? <laughs> yeah. The graphic novel? 
Well, the graphic novel has that one good page. (laughs) (laughs) No one. That page is usually stuck together. All right. Now, the Queen Mary was a boat, a passenger cruise ship, if you will, that was launched on September 26, 1934. Ooh. The Queen Mary sailed on her maiden voyage two years later in May 1936. How do you always born? Ah, damn it. That's what I. I leave it open for you to say it. You don't say it. I keep talking. You talk over me. <laughs> it would win the Blue Riband. Have you ever heard of that? Rubin? Riband. R-I-B-A-N-D. The Blue yeah. Riband is an award given to the ship in circulation that has the fastest average time across the Atlantic. You think we could beat that as a podcast? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so- just rent one of those pedal boats. uh the swan ones and make our way across with i mean if there's usually only two people if all three of us are pedaling i'm still sit, i'm sitting in the back not pedaling yeah no, he, he'll rotate in and out as needed yeah that's true we could rotate now it would lose the title of the blue ribbon the following year to the ss normandy oh that was a good one Oh man yeah that I, I think about that every day why why did you lose that blue ribbon well, it sort of stinks because the next year it won again and it would keep winning until 1952. So from 1936 to 1952, it won every single year the fastest average across the Atlantic, except for one year for the SS Normandy. Why did the Normandy sink? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look it up. You know, I don't look up auxiliary facts. <laughs> oh, you should know. I looked up what the blue riband was. That was not part of the original fact. And I looked it up. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, during World War II, it actually became a troop ship, and it would ferry Allied soldiers during the conflict. It would actually carry 800,000 troops during the war and traveled a, around 600,000 miles. Damn. I know. Uh, it eventually would retire from service in 1967, mostly because um, cruise ships at that time started getting like air conditioning and a lot more updated amenities, and it was sort of falling out of fashion. It was too expensive to keep it going. Yeah. She made 1,001 successful Atlantic crossings. That's 1,000 more than Alex. Uh, yep, I only got my one. I swam yep. across. That was it. <laughs> On that dolphin that was <laughs> breathing <laughs> oxygen. It would then be sold to the city of Long Beach, California, and stay docked there to this very day as a tourist attraction. And they bought it for $3.45 million. Damn. And that is the story of the Queen Mary. Nice. Or is it? <gasps> Oh, no. Did you know that the Queen Mary is also in the top 10 most haunted places in America? Ooh. Yeah. I'm spooked out right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read this in a very you spooky way. You guys can't tell, but Mike's skeleton, skeleton popped out of his skin and ran away. Yep. It it's so just scary. flap. Just skin flapping around. <laughs> it's just a pile of mush. <laughs> You're a handsome pile of mush. Stop being so hard on yourself. So, the Queen Mary is also famous for a different reason. According to legend, as many as 150 known spirits haunt the Queen Mary. Really? That's more than I would like. That's a lot of different alcohol types. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There have been at least 49 reported deaths on board. And I'm going to go through the most popular... Spectral, I thought you were going to go through each death. <laughs> yeah. Alphabetically. No, th- I was looking at like the, like, you know, 
what is haunted about it. And it only talked about like one person that died. And then the rest was, these are just the ghosts that we've seen. So. These are the ghosts we've seen. These are the ghosts we've seen. Yep. So, uh, okay. There was, um, a, a door. It's called door 13 and it's, uh, 50 feet below water level and it has crushed at least two men. Really? And one of the spirits said to be seen on the Queen Mary is an 18-year-old crew member that was crushed by Door 13 during a watertight door drill in 1966. It's always the letter number 13, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is a little on the nose. <laughs> What's a door drill? That's like making sure the doors are shut? Probably, yeah. Like a, uh, hey, we're going down. We need to limit the amount of... Yeah, water. so they'll they'll uh, like shut the doors to keep the water from going into different compartments. So like mm-hmm. they gotta rush and shut the door so the water doesn't like flood all the compartments. But make sure you look out for door number thirteen. Yeah, these guys were should have read the number first to know they were gonna die. <laughs> well, I heard there's no this is thirteen. Door. I'm dead. There's actually no door thirteen. This goes from twelve to fourteen. That's true. Another popular haunted spot on the Queen Mary is the first class pool. People have seen a woman wearing 1930 style swimming suits, so not Ooh. very revealing. Oh, I know. And they've heard the sound of splashing in the empty pool. So the pool has not been used or filled for many a year, and people can still hear splashing. And this is what I think is the creepiest one. They've seen wet footprints. Yeah. Yeah, walking around. Yeah, because they don't shit. give you like enough towels. Like you take a shower, and then you have to walk to your to the from the bathroom to your room, and it, all that water just goes everywhere. It has to go somewhere. Yeah, that's true. true. This is the that's true podcast <laughs> where people say stuff and mean out joke. That's true. And some say they see a young girl holding a teddy bear. So that's yeah. on the first class pool. The second class pool, though there, though uh, on record, there are no known drownings in the pool. There is said to be a little girl named Jackie who drowned in the second uh, class pool. So that's like the lower class. So I guess the kid is seen holding a Mr. Potato Head, but it's an actual <laughs> potato. It's the actual potato. Yeah. Well, Jackie's voice and laughter can be heard by the pool. So that means she did not have a Mr. Potato Head because she would not be laughing. In the Queen Salon on the First Class Lounge, a young woman in a white evening gown can be seen dancing alone in the shadows of the corner of the room. I'm not going on this ship. <laughs> I want to stick the Carnival Cruise line. Yeah, get, there's a lot. I get like, thunderstruck. You know, places that are haunted, they always have like, look out for Mr. Mike. You know, and then it's like one person. This place <laughs> is a lot <laughs> People should always be able to look out for Mike, so... No, not Mike. Mr. Mike. It's a microphone with googly eyes on it. <laughs> uh, there's a tall, dark-haired man wearing a 30-style suit that walks around. Um, and then other, you know, things that are like reports of random running water. This lights is being turned preposterous. On. Somebody needs Light. to... Exactly. Check the water bill or something. Lights being turned on in the middle of the night. Yeah, somebody's is parents it? are really mad. Check the electric that. bill. Yeah, the dad dad who runs the ship is probably, like, pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. Is this the boat they're using for the new Love Boat TV show? Exactly. Uh, phone's ringing early in the morning and no one on the other line. Yeah, but that could be, like, a wake-up call service. Yeah, from the 30s. And what I think is the creepiest one, I saved it for last, 
Uh, apparently, you can hear a baby crying in the third class children's playroom. And it is thought that it is an infant boy who died shortly after his birth. No. That's sad. If I heard a baby crying, even if it was an actual baby in the room, it always freaks me out a little bit. Like, if you're just like, if I'm at work and you hear a baby crying, I'm going to be freaked out. And in other things you hear, distinct knocks, door slamming, high-pitched squeals, and drastic temperature changes. All of this can be found on the haunted Queen Mary. Yeah, and you can book tours. We could all stay there. We could just go to Long Beach Island and I'll stay on the Queen Mary. I'm good. What if we all became like a haunted uh, podcast? I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't uh, buy any of that. What? Yeah. You don't believe in ghosts? No, okay. True story about Mike. One Christmas, Mike was visited by three ghosts and refused to change his ways. Yeah, they he failed. He still doesn't a... give to the poor. <laughs> He's still making me work on Christmas Day, making me do his laundry. Well, no, that one day Mike opened his window and asked me what day it was. And I yeah. told him it was Christmas Day, and then he threw a bunch of money at me and said, go buy the biggest goose, the biggest turkey in the window. Yeah, and then he ate it himself. Yeah. I am not Ebenezer Scrooge, but I did find out that the USS Normandy sunk in 1942. Okay. You weren't I listening to my sunk. fact at all. <laughs> in 1942? Yes. Oh, so it's still lost. It was still around when it was lost. So it wasn't like that's the only reason uh, the Queen Mary won its title back. Somebody just must have been like juicing that thing. Yeah, that was a big boat. I had all the facts about the size of the boat. I figured Alex would enjoy that, but I didn't want to do it. I love a good uh, size. Seems unnecessary, uh, but go ahead. Uh, what's the width? Uh, give us give us the width and depth and uh, girth. Of What are we talking <laughs> about, Al? <laughs> what's the right, so that is my of? fact, the Queen Mary. Uh, I put the haunted Queen Mary. You could. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I did. All right. Mike, do you want to go next, or you want me to go next? You're the host, sir. Um, I'll let you go next. All right, guys. Uh, so, I guess we're just all going to be downer facts. <laughs> I, Mine was uplifting. There's a baby crying. That's true. Baby crying is pretty fun to listen to. Uh, I have a whole soundtrack of just different babies crying on, on loop. This is the beginning of Mike's that's, Dahmer documentary. <laughs> that's weird, Mike. <laughs> All right. Well, to lead into this, I, I kind of like currently in the 21st century, we're kind of like all numb to the fact that like, hey, school shootings exist. Like they seem to happen like all the time. And it's uh, like when it happens on the news, I'm like, okay, yeah, another one. It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's not a surprise anymore. Can I tell you a real, like, this happened to me. It's very chilling. So I'm a, a high school teacher, but we don't experience this too much. My niece lives out in the Burbs, and I, we saw them Friday night. We went bowling for one of their birthdays, and I said to the 13-year-old, how was school? And her and her friend were like, oh, we had another active shooter lockdown. Someone called in a threat. And I said, another one? And apparently they get it, like, once a week. People just call and make active shooter threats. It's a terrible existence. Anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah, but but uh, it always wasn't like that way. Like it, it was kind of a shock, like uh, back in the day when these things would happen. So um, the first one that I, I was able to find was in 1949. It's called the Camden shootings. Uh, 
And there wasn't any again until 1966. So more than 15 years. And like what we came and go like 15 months without yeah, another shooting nowadays. Um, when you said yours was a downer fact, you undersold. I, yeah. Uh, but the, the one in 1966 is rather um, infamous because uh it was the one that took place in Texas. Uh, I, you know, the, you ever heard of the um, University of Texas uh, shooter, like where he climbed up to the top the of the, t- tower. Yeah. the clock tower, tower shooter? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I only know because they reference it on The Simpsons. So, yeah, my, my fact is about Charles Whit- Whitman. So back on August 1st, 1966, he climbed up a 300-foot clock tower in the middle of the University of Texas and... He had stockpiled a bunch of guns and ammunition, and for over ninety minutes, he was like shooting down from the tower Jesus on Christ. on people, which is pretty pretty hard to like wrap your head around because uh, ninety minutes is a, a long time to like be doing something like that. Yeah, um, I think over that time he ended up killing fourteen and wounding thirty two, and uh, the guys who took him down there were two cops and. Uh, they slowly made their way like up to the tower and I, they had to like duck and cover a lot because this is Texas and all the citizens went and grabbed their, their hunting rifles and were like shooting up at the tower. So the cops were like ducking and covering, not from like the shooter up in the tower, but from like the people on the ground, like shooting oh up. God. And uh, yeah, they slowly like made their way to the shooter and um, they rounded the corner, and they were able to get him. They were able to shoot shoot Walt. Uh, no, I almost said Walt Whitman. Uh, they were able to shoot Whitman. They hate it leaves of grass. <laughs> but the uh, whenever something like this happens, it always sparks like debate on like why something like this would even happen in the first place. And that's like a constant thing that, you know, even now, like we've never come to any sort of consensus on, um, but like this one is like the classic, is it like home life and like his upbringing that caused this or was it like a mental health issues and that sort of thing? And this one, this story has like components of each one of those things. Ooh, do we get to decide at the end of the story? Uh, there actually hasn't been any sort of like conclusion on like what really caused it. But personally, I think it might be like the, the health issues, but don't spoil it. We didn't get to hear the facts yet. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. So he grew up in like a home with domestic violence. Um, Like his dad was very abusive to his mother and him and it pushed him into joining the Marines when he was young. Uh, So he joined the Marines and he was in the Marines for like, you know, around five years, but he was eventually honorably discharged uh, because he had like a gambling issue. And I guess when you're in the Marines, you can't have, uh, you can't gamble. Yeah. Really? That yeah. depends. I guess it's it. illegal, right? Yeah. Well, back in the fifties, I assume maybe, maybe it was or sixties. Well, it depends on what he was gambling on. So he later married um, and then he was, somewhat abusive to his own wife. And that actually made him hate himself because he didn't want to be like his father. Um, so he uh, actually 
went to a bunch of different like doctors to try to figure out like uh like his health issues like his mental health issues so he i think they said in one year 1965 he went to at least five different doctors um and he kept like complaining of his overwhelming violent impulses and uh none of the doctors were able to help him and he kind of like abandoned even trying at that point because like he he felt helpless and that he felt like the doctors weren't going to be able to like cure him of like this anguish he was going through like in his head. And that's it almost seems like a classic thing where like that that happens more times than you would like to 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 know like it, where people sure just does. get overlooked yeah. in like the system and then end up doing something like insane later on. Um but in his suicide note he wrote like uh, he actually said, after my death, I wish an autopsy on me to be performed um, to see if there's any mental health disorders in my brain. And Did they so, do it or were they like, screw this guy? No. So on August 2nd, they actually performed an autopsy on him. And the neuropathologist was able to reveal that he had a brain tumor. And that first autopsy, the, the uh, doctor said that the tumor was deemed too small to cause any sort of issues in his, in his brain. Uh, so they kind of wrote it off as like not a big deal. And the governor at the time, John Conley decided, Hey, we need to get a second opinion on this. So he got a task force together. You know, anytime the people need to know the government always gets a task force together. Did they get the guy that Will Smith played in concussion? (laughs) Yes, they called him. Um, and it was actually Will Smith's uh, grandfather. Right, you know that Will Smith <laughs> played the guy in the movie. Right? No, Will Smith is the guy in the movie. Yes, Alex, don't you know? Yeah, he he had the concussion. That's why he slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> it it yeah. all makes sense now. Yeah, that full circle. Sense. So the uh, task force revealed that the brain tumor was much larger than they initially had thought. And had affected more of his brain. Um, so the uh, theory was that the tumor pressed up against the amygdala of Whitman's brain. And the amygdala is a part of the brain that, uh, you know, is related to anxiety and fight or flight. So they can't, beyond a shadow of doubt, prove that the tumor caused these violent tendencies. But, you know, it's worth, like, you know, investigating more, but yeah, there's honestly, we'll never fully know, but there's been like cases in the past of brain tumors causing like weird behavior in people. Like I saw a case where a guy out of nowhere, like had a, um, started getting pedophiliac tendencies and, uh, he, they ended up finding, uh, he had a tumor that was causing (laughs) some strange tendencies in his brain. That hold up in court? Yeah, I think it did. Um, Sorry, officer. uh, (laughs) There's actually uh, an NPR podcast about that uh, guy. He did a whole interview. It was kind of it's pretty interesting. Um, Just just to hear him and his wife talk about how much his personality changed from just having like a brain tumor. So, um, well, the doctor said once he told him he had a tumor, he said, "Oh, thank God." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. not everybody has that excuse, and uh, it's just sc- screw screwy. It's messed up. But yeah. 
Uh, my fact is called the Tower of Terror. Ooh, yeah, Disney ride. All right, I am going to bring us home with a fun fact. As somebody mentioned earlier, it is the season, and it's not back Christmas like my son thinks it is. <laughs> yeah. I asked my sons what the spookiest time of year was. My oldest said Halloween. My two-year-old said back Christmas. I don't know what back Christmas is, but Sounds I do not scary. want to find out. Yeah, <laughs> I I like. I, I'm going to rename Halloween as back Christmas. I like it too. It's pretty accurate. And it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, there's actually people in my neighborhood I think who are offended by Halloween altogether. So as soon as people started putting up their Halloween decorations, they flooded their entire yard with Christmas decorations. It's like, hey, really? middle finger to Halloween. Here's the Santa Claus. Here's the nativity. <laughs> Here's the whole works. Yeah, but Chris, uh, Jesus is also the reason for the season of Halloween. That's true. It's the reason for all the seasons. He did. He yeah. did, like, spook the... Uh, Get that candy. <laughs> he did spook the disciples. Yeah. He brought someone back from the dead. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. spooky. Um, Gave out free food to people. The breads and the fishes. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. the candy of the day. Yeah. Kind of like those people going trick-or-cheating at Santa, uh, Jesus' house. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you read the actual uh, transcript of the Bible, uh, you find that those those fishes were um, Swedish fish. <laughs> well, somebody mentioned a couple seconds ago about trick or treating. Yeah. Uh, none of us mentioned that, but go on. I believe you said it. <laughs> I, oh yeah, it was me who said it. So let me take you back to the year of nineteen seventy four. Ooh, the year I was born. That's when you used yeah. to put razors in your candy and act all fun. Close, Mike. Deer Park, Texas. Ronald O'Brien went out trick-or-treating with his two kids and a family friend and his son. It was a little rainy outside, so they weren't doing much. Uh, they went to one house and the lights were off and they knocked on the door and no one answered. So the kids ran away. And then uh, Mr. O'Brien got... The 24 inch, 21 inch, 22 inch pixie sticks. So the guy came to the door and gave them to him. He got five of them. So he gave them one to his son, one to his daughter he's with, one to his friend and his friend's other kid who wasn't with him. Whoa, whoa, he gave on. One so, to, hold on. So they went to the house. There was nobody there. The yeah. kids walked away and then a guy opened the door? Yep. And gave him some pixie sticks. And then he gave it to one of the kids he recognized from church. He was a... Mr. O'Brien was a deacon at the church. Um, <laughs> there was like co- so, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I know. So That's he, what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> so he went. So they got home. It was rainy. So they went home, and Mr. O'Brien said, "Oh, his kids can open one piece of candy." Uh, and Timothy, his son, his eight year old son, decided to open up the big pixie sticks, and he was having trouble with it. So his dad opened it up for him, and he took the first thing of pixie stick and said it tasted better, uh, bitter. So his dad gave him some Kool-Aid, and within 30 seconds, he was convulsing, vomiting, and gra- grasping for air. He, from the uh, Kool-Aid? Um, from no, the no, no, we don't stick. want Kool-Aid to sue us. No, it wasn't <laughs> no. from the Kool-Aid. From the pixie sticks. Not he the band. Uh, he, died it within it, he died within an hour. Oh, jeez. Uh, the medical examiner noticed that the boy's mouth smelled like almonds. Which is an indicator of cyanide. Cyanide. Oh, jeez. So 
He was poisoned with cyanide. They said enough cyanide to kill at least two grown men. I, this is yeah. why I don't share pixie sticks with people. He should have read the yeah. label. The serving says this must be split up between four grown men. <laughs> so there was panic because four other kids got these pixie sticks. So they called that uh, other family, the Bates family, told him not to eat the pixie sticks, to check all your candy. They called, told his wife to check the candy for his daughter. They called one family that he gave the de- Mr. O'Brien gave the pixie sticks to, and the parents could not find the pixie sticks. They could not find find it. So they went to the sun room. The sun was sleeping and they, he tried to open the pixie sticks but couldn't get it open because the top of it was sta- stapled shut. Somebody uh, opened it, put cyanide in and sta- stapled it shut. So Mr. O'Brien, he went with the cops. He went to the like, what house did you get these from? And he didn't really, wasn't sure it was dark and rainy. They figured it was like maybe one or two houses. And the cops were like, okay, that's kind of weird. Mr. Bates thought it was this one house. And then they they weren't really sure. So the cops were like, well, we need to know whose house this was, you know. So they went back out with Mr. O'Brien. And he's like, oh, he's like, it was it was this guy. I, I know I only saw his hand, but it was this house. It was this guy. So the, co- uh, the cops arrested the guy, went to his work at the Houston airport, arrested the guy. He's like, it was this guy who did it. But it turns out the guy was working Halloween night. He was clocked into work. He had two hundred over two hundred people confirmed that he was at work that night. Couldn't have been him. Yeah, good employee. Yeah, but the cops also thought there was something off, off about Mr. O'Brien's story. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem too worried, you know. And they started digging into a little bit more. Turns out that Mr. O'Brien had a lot of debts. He was in debt for over a hundred thousand dollars. Turns out that Mr. O'Brien took some life insurance policies out on his kids. Oh, my God. And a couple of days earlier, increased those life insurance policies. On the day of Halloween, he called his insurance man to see what the payout would be from the policies. Also, Mr. O'Brien went to community college and would ask questions like, how much cyanide would take to kill somebody? Well, that's, that's a question everybody asks. Like, yeah. I went to community like, college, an and army. that was, like, a normal <laughs> question almost everybody asked. Oh, yeah. my God. What is with your facts? My fact was fun <laughs> and about ghosts. Mr. And they said Mr. O'Brien was just acting weird the whole time. Like, he wrote us and sang a song for the, his son's funeral and got mad at the, his relatives that didn't stay up to rewatch him sing it on the news that day. And, like, this the day of the funeral, that. he was talking about going on vacation with the... From the life insurance policies and stuff. Wait, this so, was a so, deacon. Yeah, so the uh, police yeah. took that long to investigate it, so he was a free man uh, to go to the funeral and. Yeah. Okay. But it, I don't think most people would think the the father would poison his own son, and he, I mean, like, where did like the big thing was where did the candy come from? Mm-hmm. They slowly put it together, and then he was an optometrist, or uh, so he. Guess went to like a drug, like a chemical company and asking for cyanide and got upset when he could only buy like five pounds of it. Got upset. So like eventually, <laughs> I can only buy five pounds. Gosh, the, the one down the road person. usually gives me 10 mm-hmm. pounds. Um, so the cops arrested him, put him on trial, friends, family, uh, co-workers all testified against him. Good. Took the took the jury 46 minutes to find him guilty. 
Yeah, that's take them another... 45 minutes longer than <laughs> it should have. Took them 71 minutes to decide the death penalty. And in 1984, after appealing a bunch of times to the Supreme Court. They gave him cyanide. He was, he was executed by lethal injection. Wow. So, it's, but there's always see on the news. It's that that way, though. Yeah. You uh, always see on the, the news creep. is people like, oh, people poisoning candy and stuff. This is the only time it's been a documented case. I know. But like his his whole defense was, oh, people, you know, this stuff happens all the time. It's this boogeyman's out there doing it and all. Like there's no event of it. It was a guy trying to get money off his kid's death so he can pay off his debts. They say a lot of the cases, it's family yeah. related. It's always yeah. somebody close to you but what's funny about that is like all growing up as a kid parents my parents yep. were always like oh you got to be careful look you're a candy and yep. like it's always been a thing and i'm and come to find out it's been almost it's almost never happened like this this thing no so you shouldn't yeah. eat anything that's open well yeah, yeah obviously i i had a microwave dinner a few weeks ago and i took it out of the box and the film was open and i had to throw it away because of like I've like I've had that it. happen once or yeah. twice where you just yeah. open it up and the film's already like broken from the grocery store. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. it's very disappointing. No, so, but that's my fact. Caught one. Per- some people dub him the man who killed Halloween because that's when the stories really took off. So I call my fact the man who killed Halloween. <laughs> some people call it that. And I do too. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm glad. I'm him. glad you you agree with them. Well, the other name people called him the Candyman. Yeah, that know. makes sense. But I call yeah. him a piece of shit. Yeah, a terrible human being. You know, they said his wife also testified against him because he said like, "Oh, his son picked out the pixie stick," and he said wife was like, "Tell like he egged him like on to do the pixie sticks and all." For the data, did he poison all of them? Poison so he all was of like, them. he was willing to just kill other kids in the neighborhood to yep. cover his tracks. So thank God, no one else ate. Yeah, the and like, luckily that one kid couldn't get it open. They said the paramedics was ready to give mouth to mouth to his son, but like, there was so much cyanide that the paramedic would have died too if he did it. Oh, so like, no, I thought I thought they were, I thought they were worried too after watching. Uh, um, the that movie, the Sandlot, the where Sandlot. he makes out with the girl by the pole. Yeah, that ruined mouth well, to mouth people... for everybody. Like people are afraid now to yeah. give mouth to mouth because of the Sandlot. Yeah, especially hot chicks. <laughs> um, well, that was a very uplifting episode of the Fact Off. Told you my ap- fact was a downer. My fact was the best. It was all about yeah. ghosts and specters. It is the spookiest time of year. So but I, there you have it, folks. I'll try to bring what? a positive fact next week. But there you have it, the facts for the night are the haunted Queen Mary, the Tower of Terror, and the man who killed Halloween. So go to factoffpodcast.com to vote or click the show notes to vote. Like us and review us on all the uh, Apple or Spotify. Uh, like, uh, follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And have a good night. The old Apple Spotify. Good night. Yeah, it's all the same. I don't care.